Heading down south to the land of the pines, I'm thumbing my way into North Carolina. Staring up the road and praying to God I see headlights. I made it down the coast in 17 hours, <laughs> picking my bouquet of dogwood flowers, and I'm hopping on for a rally. I can see my baby tonight. So rock my mama like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. <laughs> hey, mama, rock me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, man. That's yeah. a first for us. That's oh, a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. I, I don't think Darius was the original uh, composer, but I think it's an old one that he redid, so it's good. All right, nice. We, we're, so, Jim, we're still here in Cambridge. Uh, good to see Cambridge. you behind the mic there, man. It's great to see you behind the mic. And, and we have Matt Feeney here yeah. from Feeney Design Built. Yes, correct. So you're you're a huge fan. You know, yeah. so you listen to the show. You oh, know yeah. the deal here, what's going on. So now yeah. you're in the hot seat. But I'm sure you're a little nervous. But don't be nervous. This yeah. is harmless, man. I was nervous the whole way here. But now Were I'm you really? Here. Oh, yeah. But now what? I'm sitting here. We're gold. More nervous to meet Jim or more nervous <laughs> to be on the show? <laughs> more nervous to meet my idol, Jim, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's down to earth, man. Yeah, Every, I getting... tell everybody he's down to earth, <laughs> no, man. He's good. like a regular guy. That's all yeah. it is. So I want to talk about how your business last year you built how many homes i built eight homes in 2020 and the year before that was maybe six or seven and this year you built we're going to build about 25 wow good wow. for and you these, and these are not track builds no they're all customs they're all customs some of the plans are uh, some of the same but the subdivisions we're in you can't have two homes the same right beside each other so we change the facade on everyone the customer can pick and choose all their interiors all their exteriors and yeah like between me and my project coordinator, we work hand in hand with the customer to create the house they want. So we got Beautiful. a lot to talk about. I want to yeah. I want to talk. So right off the bat, I want to do the creds here. Yeah. So you're the owner of the company, and then uh, you're out on Soul Instagram. Owner? Just all uh, me and my wife, 50-50. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. not 51-49? No. 50 -50. No. 50-50. <laughs> <50 -50. laughs> Even uh, if it wasn't in writing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you're on Instagram at, at Feeney Design Build, right? Correct. And uh, and also your email is matt at feeneydesign.com. Yep. And then the website is feeneydesignbuild.com. Yep. And so you've been in business for 13 years. Yes. I guess the big question to ask is how do you jump from 8 to 25? How I jumped from 8 to 25, I guess, was... For, through my sales team, I, I relied heavily on two realtors. One is a buddy of mine, Gary. He's probably, me and him together have done probably close to 30 or 40 new home deals. He's, uh, yeah, my realtor out of Stratford. But then uh, about a year and a half ago, another realtor up in the Listowel area, which is, yeah, in North Perth, approached me about building homes up there. At the beginning, I'm like, not interested. We've tried it up in North Perth, and I was competing against Kitchener builders on... Basically, bare bones construction is what they're selling for, for like low four, mid 400s. And my product I can't sell at that time was like... How many square feet are we talking? We're talking 1,500 square foot bungalows. So then we were up there. The three I built were all customs for people I knew. So I played, uh, I was going to maybe do a spec up there, but I'm like, I can't compete with these guys because they were so bare bones, this and that. I'd be $100,000 more than these guys, and it would just never sell. So I said, done with North Perth, not going up there. So then this realtor approached me about a year and a half ago. She's like, we want you to build up here. I said, not interested just for the fact I can't compete. And they're like, no, no, no. This developer has very high standards in the subdivision. Like every house had to be 100% brick or stone. 
every house had to be um had to meet a certain energy package every house had to have concrete driveways and every house couldn't look the same as its neighbor so i'm like right then it's it was intriguing i was like yep sounds good as soon as we basically signed a deal that we're going to build 12 in the first phase then all of a sudden they didn't last any more than four weeks i think we sold 12 houses and list well just because there was a need for this product in the area they've seen too much of the builder grade stuff stuff. yeah and they're like there's people with they got the money they want nice product so then we go up there and uh yeah it was good the first phase and then we got in with a couple realtors up there also that had they had lists of customers this may we released 12 lots that we haven't even started building on we're going to start building in october on these 12 lots we sold them all in eight hours wow so matt let me ask you so the lots come from developer Developer, so you just buy yeah buy from him buy from him and this developer all they wanted was three good builders so that's i was selected as one of them and then uh actually another builder that i build with in our local community he was looking for more land so i actually put his name in the hat for us so he came up to listowel with us and uh me and him build in mitchell we build in listowel and yeah so he's so he's another builder builder he's a builder developer out of mitchell area and and you guys work together yep See, that's great, right? I mean, that's I what it's supposed to that's be. That's how you build it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and they this, can still be two separate companies, yeah. but you just work yeah. together. I mean, it's... But yeah, so it's funny. This guy that I brought up to Listwell and I build with him, Mitchell, he is a developer in Mitchell, and I've probably bought 30 to 40 lots off him the last five years. Just that's the relationship we have. Like, we don't see each other as competitors. We see us, like... We've business had partners. Business partners, right. almost. And it was funny. Like, we've, in one week... I had a customer go cold and he had a customer go cold and then whatever we both thought went cold. And then two months later, it turns out we basically swapped customers. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, are you building for so-and-so? I said, yeah. I said, are you building so-and-so? He's like, yeah. I'm like, and it just happened. I bet you like within the same day, they both like, I think we're going to switch builders on our house. So that's that's the relationship we have. Like it's good. Yeah. That's yeah, great. So, yeah. so where did you start, Matt? Like you started just with typical rentals and at what point did you get into the house? So I guess my story is uh, I come from a construction family. Uh, my dad's a carpenter. Uncles, two uncles were carpenters. All through high school, I helped my dad frame, clean up sites, all that fun stuff. Ending high school, I'm like, I want to get into doing drafting, designing houses, doing all that. So I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to go. And so I applied to Conestoga College in Kitchener here for uh, construction engineering. And I guess, let's say in high school, I didn't have the book smarts. I loved working with my hands. I didn't have the book smarts. So I applied to Conestoga. I get a letter saying you're 20th on the list, the waiting list. I was like, well, I guess I'm not going there. I, I had my heart set on Conestoga. I didn't want to go to Fanshawe. I didn't want to go to Toronto. I was like, it's Conestoga. I'm just going to go work. Two weeks before school started, they uh, called me and said, we got a spot for you. I was like, okay, I'm not. Because all the people ahead of me either dropped out or decided to go to another college. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to Conestoga. The first day I get there, the first class, the teacher looks. He goes, there's 90s in this class. He goes, look to your left and look to your right. He goes, only one of you out of the three are going to be here come graduation day. I was like, 
Oh, Christmas. My. Wow, he's just not sugarcoating it. Yeah, huh? no, he, and I'm, I'm looking at it like, I, I barely made it into this joint. How the <laughs> hell am I going to last three years? So I, I graduated from Conestoga. There was only one class I had to do twice. It was like uh, HVAC design. It wasn't, I don't know. I was, still what, don't understand. Was he right? Did the other two? Yep. Yeah, yeah, there was only 30 of us that walked across the stage at graduation. Whoa. Yeah. That's and and Conestoga, just for everybody listening that's not familiar, it is a good trade oh, school. It, like one it, of the it, best. Probably yeah. one of the best. Yeah. 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 Like this, so I took construction engineering, and I went into that course thinking, I'm going to design homes. That's all I'm going to do. But there's so much more with that course. There was, there was a pile of drafting, but there was also code construction like or code consulting and stuff like that. Like for three years, we had two to three hours of code class a day. Did you have Glenn? Yeah, Glenn was my uh, the best code teacher I ever had. I love yeah. I love this little construction yeah, tin world. Man. Yeah. <laughs> First time I seen him today in like twenty years. He was oh just, really? Yeah, he was an awesome. Did teacher. he have hair then? No, I think he was bald as or the same po- or the same ponytail. <laughs> I can't remember the ponytail. So yeah, so I. Did the whole college thing, graduated, surprised myself that I walked across the stage. But so Matt, that was three year, a three year. It was a three year program. So that would have been two thousand one to two thousand three. I graduated, tried to. I don't have the body to sit in an office, so I was like, I'm graduating Conestoga at twenty one years old. I'm not going to sit in an office my whole life. It just turned me off because I want to be out there. So I did take a little job with uh, a project manager in Guelph. I was supposed to be like project manager, but second day in, he's got me stripping drywall out of an old condo or something like that. I'm like, okay, this manage is drywall. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> so yeah. much for management. <laughs> exactly. I was like, good. I'm driving from Mitchell Dublin way to Guelph an hour and a half every day to demo. Ouch. I, was, I was like, I can do that for my dad. And the commute. <laughs> so then basically that lasted for two weeks. And then from then I went back, started just working for my dad doing carpentry we built one or two like fairly good custom homes a year a lot of renovations so yeah that would take us about 2007 2008 and then i had a buddy approach me about building them a house i was like yeah never built one before but we know the idea like whatever so we built it went good then it's the same year i built i had a friend he's a farmer he approached me he's like can you build me a house too i said yeah and his house was 6,500 square feet. Jesus. So That's not a small house. I was 28 years old. I had no right to build this house. Like, <laughs> I, but he's a good buddy of mine. And he's just like. Is that what you told yourself? Yeah. After I thought I could do it. But then when I was done, I was like. You did it. I, I did it. And I did it like no complaints. But then after I'm like, I'm 28 and I just took on this big project and I wasn't scared a bit. So that one went good. And it was with. With the big house, too, it was nice because me and him sort of generaled it together. He had a lot of connections with a lot of trades back there, and he had the equipment if we needed a lift or whatever. So basically, he said, let's start it. You got a year to finish it. So we just poked away at it, got him in. So that'd take us about 2009, and then uh, I bought this nice little lovely house in Mitchell for $110,000. The living room floor probably had a three-inch three slope on it. And uh, my so, wife. So it met OBC requirements. Yeah, it did. Okay. It did. It. All right. <laughs> so my, I got engaged, and my wife to be said to me, she's like, "I'm not moving in here." I was like, "What are you talking about? This thing's awesome. It's like hundred ten thousand dollars." <laughs> and she's like, "We're gonna go build a new house." I said, "No." I said, "I'm self-employed," and she's self-employed at doing her thing. I said, 
we're not getting any money. Two days later, she calls me. She goes, you got an appointment at the bank up, uh, up in town. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, I just got approved for like $280,000 to build a house. I said, how? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, all you got to do is go in and sign papers. I was like, okay. So then right away, like, so that started, I guess we're building the house. So we did a nice little plan, 13, 1400 square feet. With my wife's determination, we built this house, moved into it, thought this is where we we're going to end up. The guy I talked about earlier, Gary, he approached me, he goes, have you ever thought about selling that house? I said, I've thought about it, but I don't know. Like, where would I go? He goes, I already talked to the developer, the guy I buy all the lots off, and he goes, he'll sell you a lot up by the golf course. I said, okay. So we sold it within a week. So then we built our second house. How long awesome. did you own it for before you uh, sold it? It was a good year, year and a half by the time we switched ownerships. So and, and the wife and you, you were totally fine. We were fine. No kids. We're like mint. So we're going to... We built our second house. It was 3,000 square foot total finished living space. That's awesome. Good for you, yeah. man. That's So then I'm like, I didn't have any kids at the time. We had 3,000 square feet. I said, I don't know. Like, let's sell this one. Let's build one more. I said, we're going to build two more. So she's like, yep. So we sold the 3,000 square feet. We go into a, a 1,300 square foot unfinished basement because my, my plan and her plan was like, we're only going to hold this one for a year retirement couple is going to buy this and we're going to build our forever home across the street well we got busy and so that's been 10 years now or eight years now and i'm stuck in the 1300 square foot <laughs> and you're still there <laughs> you're still there <laughs> building all these other you homes don't wait you'll be retiring soon <laughs> but yeah so like but we're in such a good neighborhood i'm me and my wife are like we can't leave here like it's great for the kids and at the end of the day i'm like Let's just stick here. So I finished the basement, but our kids are young enough that they just don't want to go there yet. So yeah. basically I live in a glorified apartment, a nice little <laughs> 1300 square footer, but it does the trick. So no. So that's got that. And then after that, we just, me and Gary, my, my realtor, we just found a bit more land and then the ball just solely started going. And I guess with COVID and everything, yeah. it just, it just yeah, pushed it's a great, it. That's pushed a great it. story, man. I love yeah, that. Yeah. But like, yeah. But like with COVID though, I didn't know what was coming down the pipe. On the uh, the April of 2020, I basically on a Monday morning brought all my guys. At that time, I had three guys. I brought them into the shop. I said, I got eight weeks worth of work. After that, Don't no know. idea. Yeah, no idea. And since then, we've went from three employees to six carpenters, site super, project manager, and myself. Good for you. Because that's everybody moving out of the city, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Where are um, all these guys coming from, all these tradespeople? So, like, these are they are, all local? All my tradespeople are local. All my tradespeople that work on my products are guys I would have a beer with after work. Nice. Like, they're the guys I'd see on the ball field, and they're the guys that I golf with on Sunday mornings that we don't even talk about work. Like, Good for you. Just, right. we keep it. Basically, my theory is I want my trades to grow with me. I don't want to... I don't want to all of a sudden, if I get to 40 units a year, I don't want to be like, okay, I'm going to pull a HVAC company out of Kitchener-Waterloo that does you 500 don't, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want that. So did you start this year thinking 25? Were you already planning 25 or no? I wasn't planning a thing. What was the plan just for this year? Just 10, one more? 12. Really? And then all of a sudden it just... Uh, so this would have all sort of started, say, about a year ago, like October... 2020 i sort of knew from that point okay this is what i we have ahead of us for 2021 
and I'm the type of guy I, I say this time last year, I still want to be the guy helping my guys put sheets on the roof. I wanted to be the guy to help my guys. Like I just thought as a boss, I wanted to be the hands on. I wanted to be hands on. Yeah. I didn't want my guys to feel like, Oh, I'm working for the man in the ivory tower. I don't like that feeling, but then we're going along good. And then my site super basically said to me, when he goes, he goes, you hired me to do one job. He goes, let me do what I got to do. You stay in the office. Ever since then, it's just, it's even ran that much smoother because I'm able to answer that email. I'm able to order those trusses. I'm able to get the windows or find out where it is, not be like putting sheets on a roof. And but then, do you miss the on-site? I do, but at the end of the day, I think if I want to keep this going, then I got to just stick in the office and just always grow my crew with people that are there for the passion and not for the job. So I want I want to backtrack a tiny bit. Yep. So your your dad is a carpenter. Yep. Your uncle. Yep. And then I got an uncle that's a building official. Am I? Uh, uh, is it really? Uh, am I fair to say they didn't go to school or they did go to school? So they wouldn't have went to school. Grade ten maybe. That's what I figured. Yeah. So when you wanted to go to Conestoga, yep. how did they react to that? Oh, perfect. Like they knew about it. Oh they, yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Like my even my parents was like, my parents if I wanted to go do something in the city, they'd have no problems with it. Like, it wasn't like they're like, no, you're coming home to work with the family business. And yeah, basically it got to a point in 2008 where my dad's like, go do your own thing. My dad was getting to a point where he's like, I don't want to grow. He wants to just do what he wants to do, take the days off he wants. He didn't want to all of a sudden at the age of like 55, start a home building company. So he's like, go do what you gotta do. So then that's about it. Wait a minute, your dad's 55? I, in about 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. About 10 years ago, he was 55. So, yeah. Does he work for you on sometimes? On Not overly. He's got his own list. He's still working? Oh, yeah. He's 66. And I think <laughs> he's working. same age. <laughs> he's Jim, working Jim's harder. same age, man. He's working harder now than I, he did maybe 10 years ago. Just, Just he likes active, it. He likes man. it, right? Yeah. He, he likes it, it right? Yeah. yeah. His theory is he's going to retire two days before we bury him. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's kind of my theory. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's my theory too. Like, like people are like, "Oh, gonna live in Florida for the winter?" I said, "I might go to Florida for the winter, but like, I don't care if I'm 70, 75. I still want to have my thumb on construction, whether yeah. it be development, whether it be helping my son and daughter run the business. I want to be there. It's not like I want to just sell it when I hit sixty-five and go retire. No, no. no. And, and as a carpenter too, and you know, Jim, like. That's not the way we're driven. Like maybe if you owned like a factory somewhere, like, but like as a carpenter, we build things and we got the passion of seeing what we got created. What we're doing, yeah. It's what you created, step, yeah. yeah. It's hard to step away from this. most. I, I would say ninety percent of the people that are yeah. in our business, they continue to work. They yeah. do, yeah. It's yeah. the love. It's, it's the passion. Like like yeah. my bricklayers, like they're they're sixty. Yeah. And then you know before that, like fifteen twenty years ago. I was, you know, in my 40s. Vince, who was doing our bricks then, he was my age. But he had his, like, his dad and his uncle were in their 70s. And yeah. they outworked yeah. the younger guys. Oh, we, won't, we won't get into that. No, I know. But, I mean, it's just because that's just who they were, right? And, and I looked at this, too, today in age, is I only hope I get half the work ethic my dad has, like, like the old school guys, like the 67 year olds, they were used to working six days a week where my generation now, 
we got a honey do list so long on a Saturday. We got to almost take Friday afternoon off to work, right? <laughs> or to work on the honey do list. <laughs> We're like, my, I just, I always grew up like dad works six days a week. That's what you did to put what you did. on the table. Yeah. Where nowadays it's like, I would say our generation might be getting a bit soft on that, which I, I can't wait for. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I okay. think it's actually good because okay. you know, you're, you're with your family, yeah, right? Yeah, you got sure. your kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I did the six days a week yeah. thing and do I regret it? Uh, you know, maybe a little bit because yeah. you know, I missed, I missed some years with my, with my two girls, yeah. but you're right. I mean, you just go back, it's in the blood. And, yeah. and when you're building a company, yeah. you have to work six days a week. Yeah. Like nobody oh, yeah. else is doing it for you. No, no. All right. No. And I can't wait for the day where my two kids are, are to the age of 10 or, uh, that we can get them out on a Saturday to sweep a site up or just, well, that's what up. a lot of guys are doing. They're having children so they can continue yeah. the workforce. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Get them on the job site. But there's nothing wrong with that. Get them out even on a Saturday. Hey, exactly. come, let's clean this yeah, up. Exactly. And, you know, like, they get little, yeah. and if they love it, they love it. You know? Yeah. As yeah. a kid, I remember like memories was when I had to go screw a sheet floor down with my dad on a Saturday morning. And that was before we had quick drive guns. We had this old. They're on their knees. We, <laughs> we had a nine volt uh, Makita, and like the batteries, we had to charge two doors down. I was like, but I have that memory to this day. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah. So your trades, but your whole crew. Where did you find them? Trades that work for me. They're all buddies. They're guys I've I've known over the years that started plumbing divisions, that have started concrete, that have started, and we just sort of pool our resources together and just try to uh Help yeah make it other, happen right? yeah there there's a couple times that i've stepped out of the realm of things and maybe found a roofer off the yellow pages or a painter they've, they've it didn't go me. well it didn't go well <laughs> so it's like i got to try to find people that i have that i know has a reputation to be like hey i'm not trying to poach you from this builder but if you have any free time let me know i can throw you a unit or two and Man, you make these homes like units sound like it's just uh it's easy. How quick are you? How big? How big are they now? They're about sixteen hundred, fifteen to sixteen hundred square foot bungalows, and then we got a nineteen hundred square foot two story, and we're doing it about five months, six months from start, right from hole through. Yeah, hole through, and we've got a, a system sort of set up too, and this is just sort of what we've made up in our office is like steps to go with the home building so like a lot of our customers will come in for two or three visits and we'll pick all the exteriors one day and then we'll pick all the interiors and then we'll send them to the flooring spot and then we'll send them to the kitchen designer and then after that like they're just it's all put together so how many options are you giving them there's about five like five or six options but if they don't like it then they can uh go tell us what they want go see the kitchen designer go see the flooring designer so probably 10 of the houses we're building they don't want to go a dollar over budget so we've sort of scaled it down to like five options to say hey pick option a b c or d and then this is what you get for granite this is what you get for flooring this is what you get for carpet and a lot of these customers are like that's perfect because they're coming this is a lot of these customers it's their first home and they're coming from an apartment or yeah so they don't know or don't want to spend the money on luxury tiles or stuff like that they're just like that's a great starter home. And and they're coming from this area or are they actually coming out from Toronto? They're coming from this area, a few from Scarborough, and then even a lot of a lot of people from our community too that are just buying for the first time. 
I was just reading an article this morning where I think the average house price now in Toronto is over a million bucks. Yep. Mm -hmm. But like where we are, we can sell you a brand new home for 600 at top end. Is that so, what your bungalows would go yeah, for? Yeah. That's including the land price and everything. So. so are they on city or town services? Yep. yep. So they're already service lots service. that you're getting. Yeah. Like I'm getting 50 foot service lots for 150,000. Holy hmm. shit. Yeah. Um, 50 by 50 by like 115, 110. Wow. So it's, yeah, they're nice, simple starter, like not even starter. Like they're nice, simple like rural living almost. And yeah. So, yeah. So you sawed it, everything sawed it, ready to away, go, ready to go. How's it been for material out here? Have you guys been going through the same hell that we've all been going through? Yeah, we're, we're seeing some trouble still. My window manufacturer just basically told us we're probably February 1st for window orders now. I was just going to say, at five months building a house in Toronto, you're looking at windows saying five months you'll get your so windows. So where, you, where do you get your, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I get them from Strasburger Windows and Doors out of Waterloo here. So Really? They're a great company, but... They are. They're only... And they're hinged on where their glass is coming from. Which is all from the States. Yeah, Cardinal. Like, And yeah. at the end of the day, Cardinal Glass, like Canada's a drop in a bucket for what we they mean nothing to so them. like no. if one of their other builders needs the glass that's getting building eight eighty thousand homes a year then he's getting the glass before we're getting are you seeing the same problem jim uh yeah i mean yeah window companies yeah. now have gone from you know like it's 12 to 16 eight, weeks man yeah. yeah you're like yeah. three to yeah. four months yeah. so so we are ha we have to look at different window options right now just to and but i don't want to decrease the quality of my builds by just finding a cheap builder grade window so we've been doing some research and trying to find a comparable quality just so we can help strasburgers is it is a good quality oh, yeah, product yeah awesome so and we will still use them it's just we just need to get a few through another supplier just to keep the ball rolling so what are they are they aluminum extruded on the outside uh, they're all uh, vinyl oh they are vinyl yeah so then uh, our other biggest problem is everybody wants white white brick yeah. white stone all of a sudden and now like really they all want white it's yeah the like new modern look the new modern look everybody wants black windows white brick white siding yeah. so, or and white uh stone hmm. so it's so then we're having like i got one house it's all bricked and we've been waiting on one size of stone to finish the job for about a month and i called the supplier yesterday morning and just was like where are we at with this like I got people moving in in a month and we still got to <laughs> do the stone f stone front for it. So he, his, so is it real stone or I uh, know it's uh Aris craft. It's actually just right. Made right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You so. know, what I just realized Jim is that we are in Cambridge and there's a lot of companies out this way. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's a track for us back there, but yeah, there are actually a lot of yeah. companies set up here. Yeah. Aris so. craft's a good company too. Oh, yeah. Per nice product. It's just, yeah. that's what yeah. everybody wants this year. So, and we see that too with our hardware, like for shower doors, black hardware right now is hard. Oh, to it's insane. Because everything's yeah. all it's so insane, man. Yeah. So just stuff we got to deal with. You just got to make sure we're on top of things. It's just trying to get it in there as best as possible. Just buy polished chrome and a can of trim clad and you're good, man. <laughs> Maybe I'll yeah, try that. Yeah. I'll try that Monday <laughs> Matt, do you guys <laughs> supply the appliances or no? No, not usually. So they tell you yeah. what they're getting and then yeah. you have yeah. your kitchen supplier yeah. work around exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Um, same thing though, like I've had customers wait almost a year for a fridge and Yeah, like, there's yeah. such a back order on appliances. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of like, uh, yeah, Gable 
gable fridges or like uh, panel ready fridges and stuff like that. They're, Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, oh yeah. So how are you like, is it not stressful because you've got such a short window to finish everything, get the homeowners in there? I don't know. I, I, I don't get stressed about much for some reason. I get the my, sense that you don't. No. Like, <laughs> I might have been stressed a little bit this week because we had closing on a Friday and my trades were still in there Thursday night putting the final touches on. I'm like, Whoa. this shouldn't happen. <laughs> but we all made it out of there. Then Everything we, was dry yeah. by Friday morning? Yeah, like it was just like a lot of electrical stuff. But then I got the one guy that works for me. We call him the closer because he's the one that goes in and he finds every little nick and caulking and stuff. So like takes it all. Yeah. He like, I've done walkthroughs before and we'd do a few little marks of what's deficient and this and that. So then I'd send him in the next day and then I get in there and about two hours later and it's like half a roll of blue tape. He used the stuff he's found. He's like, but at the end of the day, that's what I want because, because we might not have seen it at that walkthrough because the customer is just so happy about seeing their product Yeah, that, we miss a lot where he picks it all up and then just saves that phone call after 30 days to be like, Hey, we got about two days worth of work of fixing touch-ups and stuff yeah. like that. So, but you know what, that, that just looks, that just shows your, you know, your, yeah. how, yeah, like yeah. exactly how you respect your own build and, yeah. and, and the client and, yep. you know, you're finding your own deficiencies. They don't even have to tell exactly. you, right? Yep. It's worked out well with, we're on track. We've probably closed over half of our cl jobs this year and we haven't had any delays. I've had to push a few closings off by a couple of weeks just for material de or uh, material delays. Uh, delays and stuff yeah. like that. But like for the most part, we're on track. And you still have more homes that are happening this year or no? You're um, tapping out at 25. We're tapping out at 25. And then what's going to happen for next year? We've got probably 20 already sold for next year. Sold. Yeah. Wow. So the crew is happy. Happy, yeah. So don't you find there, because I, I remember, and I, I never yeah. did, like, yep. you know, subdivision stuff. I got real, real busy years ago, and I just found that you reach that point where, sure, you're doing the numbers and everything yep. else, but you're not making any more. And yeah. the stress is that much more, yep. but I'm not getting paid for that extra. Yeah. Like, do you think you've... 25 would be your limit or do you 25 is my limit for what i have right now right if we go above that i gotta look at production managers i gotta look at right so your overhead now becomes yeah, more exactly right? then you gotta look at okay is it worth it now i need to make an extra four percent just to cover these four wages right so that's where it sits down with a lot of spreadsheets and numbers to be like okay why didn't we make as much money on this one what did we miss with lumber prices, like I, I know this, like a broken radio, but the lumber prices was, it was killer bad for a while. Like I was building the same two story. Cause you were committed to the clients oh, for committed. that price. Yeah. So I was stuck. Like I had the same two story I built, like the same model about five times. And when we did the first one to the last one, it was $25,000 increase. Wow. Which is your profit. Cause I sold them all within four weeks of each other. So like, you just, I just try to average it out over the next so many years or next within the year, basically. Cause we got, we'll have houses coming up where I might've planned on high numbers and they're going to, the material is going to be a lot lower. So we are still able to bring profit in on those two stories after the material increases, but it's just like, all of a sudden it's like, it takes your wins out of the sales when you're like, yeah, that was a 40 grand package. But two months ago, that was a, 
25 gram package. You can't go back to the clients and you can't, no, you can't. Once you're locked in, you're locked in. Like, but with such a volatile material, yeah. like what's my going daughter on? the same way, they, like they paid seven fifty for their place yep. in Collingwood. And I said, you're going to get hit. And she goes, Nope, it's yeah. signed. He yeah. has to build it for that. And, and he got it done fairly fast too. Like he was, yeah. they dug the hole in December. Yeah. Or in November, they were just framing around Christmas. And she goes, Dad, we're moving in in March. And I said, there's no way That's it's going to happen. And by the end of March, they got him in. There was a few things yep. missing, garage door, this and that. But the builder was great. He actually gave him a garage door uh, just for the time yeah. being. And he did all these other things just to get him in. Yep. And then they changed it when they got everything. And it was, you know, they're happy. They don't have any grass yet, yep. but they're... But that's eventually going to happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, what we did for our phase two stuff in Listowel was we put a clause in the contract that up till me getting the permit, I could have raised the price 5% to fluctuate, to go with the volatility of the lumber market. But I haven't had to execute that yet because lumbers came down quite substantially. So, so yeah. I wouldn't say substantially well, <laughs> but it's yeah we have an 87 dollars sheet of three-quarter ply instead of a yeah. 107 dollars sheet is what we're at I, yeah. what are you guys at right now i don't know i haven't checked i, I haven't week. checked i bet you we're the 65 mark yeah for three-quarter ply i think something like that like my half uh, inch, everybody come to cambridge and buy all your material yeah. here man <laughs> my half inch fur last week was 40 bucks a sheet half inch fur select to me that seemed cheap that is cheap See, it's sad that we both, you guys are saying that, man. That is cheap. I know. But so <laughs> well, we knew two there years was a, ago. I mean, if, yeah, I mean, we knew there was going to be a, a, yeah. a, a increase in lumber. Yeah. There yeah. hasn't really been one in decades. But it's not yeah. just lumber, it's like the siding, steel, yeah, steel. Like, the, like the glass, the windows, yep. everything, everything, man. Tile, stone. I, I was just told by one supplier we had an increase one month ago, 15%. Yep. Yeah. Well, they're all jumping on shipping. The wagon, it's it's right? all shipping costs. It's got to yeah. come from Italy or Spain or whatever. So they're yeah. factoring it in. And two, like over the years, I've built my reputation with. I I use one, one uh, material supplier. I've used him for almost seven to eight years. He works with the numbers. Like he understands where I'm at with my build. So he tries to give me his best pricing that he can. Because who, he knows, who is it? McDonald's Home Hardware up in Brussels. So oh, you got to love the home hardware, oh, man. Well, yeah, no, it had to be home hardware. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, uh, the home hardware brand is unbelievable. It's the, it's, it's the they best get us. the Canadians. They understand us. They understand. Yeah. We got another one in our area, a competitor from Quebec that owns out in our area. <laughs> but like, <it's, laughs> what? I don't know who you're talking about, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would it but, be blue? <laughs> Donna? Donna, right? Is yeah, it Donna? 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 I don't Donna. know. <laughs> but like, I almost tell my guys, if we have to drive half an hour out of our way to go to Brussels, let's get a list together, send one guy up there for about four jobs worth of material, then come back instead of sending them 10 minutes up the street to the Donna and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and be like, What's going on in here? Like it's it's a weird feeling yeah. to walk in there. I don't know what it, it is. is. It's a weird. Fe- I was in there recently one time because I hadn't been there in so long since the last time they yeah. pissed me off, and yeah. I was like going. I had to go in there and I grabbed like just a Hudson's Prayer, and I felt weird. I felt yeah. as if I was like, but I don't know, invading their space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. <laughs> but like, yeah, the, the home hardware I deal with, they're just they're they, welcoming. Yeah, they're I so called, pleasant. If I called them at three thirty and said, "Hey, I need another lift to plywood before five o'clock." 
if it costed him a bit of overtime for that driver, it's he doesn't care. As long as he's making us happy, that's customer all that, service. Yeah, it's unbelievable the customer service. And to me, I'd rather have good customer service than save a dollar on a sheet of plywood somewhere yeah. else. But like, see, that's that mom and pop yeah. mentality, yeah, right? Yeah. And home hardware is yeah. always had. And that. you yeah. would have thought through this whole pandemic crap yeah. that that would have been killed first off. No, yeah. and it hasn't. They've yeah. actually stepped up, and yeah. the big corporations have actually stepped down. But yeah, but it's good dealing with a small town because, like, so this supplier, me and him talked daily basically about lumber everything but he's on me he's like hey matt you never gave me that uh, fiber on order yet for that so he because he knows what's going on in my sites i might be one of his bigger residential clients he does a pile of agricultural work but he knows okay matt like i sent you that trust drawing two weeks ago why haven't you signed it back he's almost like my assistant a little bit yeah. too he's like poking at me get this done i was like yep sign here that's good so it's just good that's when you know you got a rep that's actually caring about you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Instead of like, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to do yep. anything because Mitchell will come when, yep. when it comes. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I got the same sort of rapport with my insulator. I got an insulator out of Kitchener-Waterloo here, uh, Grand River Insulation, and same thing. The reason I met him, we were at our local home building association. He bought me a beer and we sat at the same table. Ever since then, I've always dealt with him because, and I've never really priced him against anybody else because when he calls, he shows up. And I actually have the billing official compliment how well his work is. Yeah. Like, be like, this is like tight as glass, poly. Like, it's perfect. To me, right there, it's like, Don't why need save anymore. 200 bucks to go down the street when this guy jumps? Me and him can talk on the phone and have a conversation other than insulation. And just, just a great company to deal with. No running around of lies, which is key. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what, what's, your, what's your square foot cost? Sale price or cost? Cost. Cost. Uh, last time I, I got checked. It, this is a loaded question. <laughs> I, know. I don't I want know. any of my you, clients listening. You don't have city. to tell us. It's <laughs> like 280 to 290. So about 300. Yeah. With the realtor fees and all that. It's still getting up there. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a it's a fair number yeah. based on what's going on. Yeah. The cost of land, cost of material, cost of building. Yeah. That's a fair number. Yeah, I mean, I mean, four hundred doesn't sound bad. I mean, because that's kind of the stuff that we're, yeah, the custom stuff that we're doing, and yeah. it, you know, for like four, four and a quarter. I I don't think I've ever asked you this, Jim. Is that when you got started way back in the days there? What was your square footage price back in the eighties and nineties? Oh God, like you know, would it have been like seventy five bucks or something? No, no, not that low, but it wasn't wasn't much. More, it wasn't much more than one hundred and fifty, like really, yeah? a quarter, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember 2008. I lost out on a house that I priced at 150 bucks a square foot. You still lost out. Yeah. At 2008. Yeah, I know one guy. He got it for 130 bucks a square foot, and that was like that was back then when you actually had to comp I shouldn't say, compete for your work. Where now it's like, oh, we got a product to sell. Who's buying it? Where back in 2008, like there was three bids going out for that house or. But you know what? You know, come to think of it, it would have to be that. I bought my first house in Mississauga for one hundred and ten thousand for twelve hundred feet. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. So that's yeah everything. That would have been what? What? Uh, the so that early nineties in something like that. Yeah, but that was back when you only had one washroom per floor. Where now, right? 
you need to, or people want to. Yeah, it was just a three-bedroom. Yeah. It was a galley kitchen, not a four-by-eight yep. island. You know, like, things have changed. Yeah. So the quality of houses and what's going in them now is, um, yeah, it's pretty good, like, just the way. Yeah, back then was two-by-four yeah. construction. Exactly, yeah. We're getting two-by-six, sometimes double-sheeted, if yeah. not foam board and wind bracing, so. So these first-time home buyers that are your clients that are buying these these homes that you're building, how are they? Who are they? Like, how, what's I know that you said that all they really care about is getting inside there because they want to have this house because they're coming from a tight condo, coming so, from a basement, coming from where probably a lot of first-time right? buyers coming out of Kitchen Waterloo. Uh, a lot of like empty nesters. Yeah, empty nesters moving. A lot of uh, East Indians coming out of Brampton and stuff like that are moving, and they're working in our healthcare field in a lot of like all our hospitals nursing homes around where we are so they've and like because those people are always in dire need of uh, like in the hot healthcare industry so so i've sold to a lot of them and uh because they're coming from scarborough when they come to one of our houses they're like oh that's included i said why wouldn't you include the why wouldn't you include <laughs> the, the front door <laughs> yeah why, why wouldn't you include the overhead garage opener right like we're to a lot of track builders well that's an extra that's an extra yeah why is it an extra like these people are buying like nine hundred thousand dollar homes track homes in like yeah east of here why are why is that thousand dollars worth of extras considered an extra yeah it's yeah so and we include all that type of stuff at the end of the day we want to hand over a product that we're proud of like just that way i don't have to have that awkward conversation of, well, I thought that was included where it's easier to be like yep. surprise people than it is to take been, away. Yeah. Take so. away. Yeah. Over promise and under deliver. So yeah, yeah. of course it's yep. always better. Yeah. So they see the quality at that yep. point. Right. Yep. So that's what Feeney's become, becoming. Yep. And then just, yeah. Like, uh, so we've got a few realtors that are bringing people that this way for our product because of stuff like that. So <laughs> they get a, they get their, percentage or do oh, they yeah. get a oh. flat rate per no, per they, they get their percentage <laughs> do they everybody yeah. has to eat yeah, yeah. everybody has to eat. so yeah. when we were putting twenty five thousand dollar checks on every house because material increases they still got theirs <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the end of the day i wouldn't be where i am without, without them, them. Without yeah them. and i and i realize that so i made a joke to my one realtor last night and just like so after that closing today, what type of caviar and steak are you eating for supper? <laughs> she, she, she didn't find it as funny as that. Be, they, no, they never do. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah. Basically, that's where we're at right now with the company. And just every year, hope to make it grow. So where is it going to go now? Where do you have planning on? Like, I'm sure you're sitting down with the team. And you're sitting down with the wife. and So we'll... we got a few subdivisions that are going to be coming online here in our area that we have sort of been verbally chosen as the builder for them. So they'd be upwards to probably 30 units a year in three subdivisions. So like totals 10 in each subdivision. So wow. One so Matt, when you're, when you're chosen yep. as the builder for yep. that development, yep. you still got to obviously buy the, yeah, the properties, right? Yeah. So you, it's it. So it's basically you got first shot at first it. First shot at it. So right, right, right. So yeah, the developers that were going to be on this one, they're um, people I've grown up with, and uh, basically, yeah, we've worked out a deal verbally that just says we want Matt Feeney and Feeney Design Build to build in our on our land, and these developers don't want to take. They don't want to go fast with it. They'd rather 
So basically, instead of selling all the lots in the next year, say for 150,000, they want to do it slow and do like 10 houses a year on three sites. And then eventually in 10 years, when they're selling their last unit, it's 300 bucks. Stretch they feel, it out. Stretch it out and they feel like they can make more money. What if the end. market turns, which I don't think it will, but what if the market turns? That's the risk they're willing to take. Will they do that though? They'll oh, oh yeah, they might in a couple of years, maybe if this isn't as going as fast as what they wanted, then they might bring on another builder. But right now we're just gonna start out with us and work with them to get the... Get so the, is that the, the, uh, the amount of lots, 30 or is uh, there more? Got, they're gonna have 300 lots. Okay. So they wanna do, I think 30 or 300 over 10 years. So do roughly sell 30 units a year. But there won't be another builder on that development. Not supposed to be yet. Right. So, nope. As long as I can show keep, that keep I'm spitting them out. Right yeah. And to like, I don't, and I've talked to a few economists about this, but yeah. like, I don't think this is just, I think this is like a four or five year exit of people out of bigger centers that are going to be heading west. Which so. is, it, it's the norm now. That's yeah. what's going on. You but, think it's going to continue? Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. Average house in Toronto area is a million dollars, and you're not getting half of what you're getting yeah. in these other areas out here. I there's there's going to I think there's going to be, in the next couple of years, another influx of people coming back. Into the city? Yeah. Think so? Yeah. Because I think, what, gonna cause I think what's going to happen from what I hear now, people want, or companies want them in the office. And if they're not going to come into yeah. the office and you're going to work from home, yep. you don't have to drive your car anymore. You don't have to do this. I'm going to cut your salary. Your salary is going to drop. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, if this guy's got to drive from Oakville or whatever yep. to downtown Toronto, well, he still gets his wage. Uh, Matt, I wanted to ask you, what's your greatest fear of growing? Because, I mean, it's intimidating to go from one to the yeah. eight to 25 and now 30. My biggest fear growing would be not providing the product that I'm set out to provide. Cause you're going to have to cut some corners supposedly yes. if so, that happens. And I was telling somebody this this morning was like, if I can still build this product at four or at 40 units and that's what I'll do. But if I can't build this product at 40 units, then, um, that's, I'm not going there. Like I, this is the product I want to build. And then, then yeah, we'll do it. This is where we're going to stay. But to pull that so off, it's basically your workforce, yeah. your, your crew, your yeah. team. Yeah. So, so your fear, your fear is to become the other guys. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That so. are just spitting them out. Don't yeah. care. Just Don't get care. it done. Yeah. So. But yeah. it's so easy to become that other guy. It is. When when you look at the numbers, just yeah. like how you said that yeah. you signed deals and you yeah. saw the material costs and you lost yeah. 25 as a result, you yeah. can't go back. Yeah. But to be the other guys, garage door opener is not included. Yeah. This is not included. And then the profit goes up. Just try to keep creating a package that, yeah, that we're proud of. And that's where we want to go with it. So. That's morals, man. That's what it is. <laughs> that's, what but it I is. Mean, that's what it is. Jim, I'm sure you've seen it. There's a lot of contractors that come in with morals. And somehow they have no idea where they went. No, no. Yeah. So it, well, because change. they get the taste of yeah. the good stuff, and yeah. then it just, then it's just. And I think it's arrogance that gets in the way, right? Yeah. And they yeah. think, oh, you know, we're the greatest. Da, da, yeah. Da, da. I think once you lose that edge, yeah. And and that is a fear, and that's yeah. you know that's it's a 
you know, it's a good way to look yeah. at it, I think, because yeah. I've always, you know, that was has always been my fear. Yeah. Like what if, you know, everybody tells you, okay, you build a great house, build a great, but then there's that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this thing's a pile of shit. Yeah. Right. And then oh, I'd become yeah. that guy. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But when you get into the industry, you get a lot of other people telling you to become that guy. Yeah, well, you, that's because they became that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So do you listen? Like, like no. where we are in our neck of the woods, like there is a lot of guys my size, and this is as big as we get. There's not like the big Kitchener builders going that way. So it is a lot easier to not get influenced by them. And what we need to survive out where we are isn't expensive. So we don't need to make or pull in as much profit on jobs just to support the lifestyle either where we are so just basically stay humble with what you got and keyword keep it's all keep, it is yeah. humble yeah and but i guess you got you're a tight-knit community yeah, so exactly. everybody knows you yeah, right exactly so, so when you start having to bring in say you bring in a painter or a plumber from out of town because he's a hundred dollars cheaper a house that's when you start losing your focus on where you want to go so if i can keep my core group of guys with me my whole time then i think then we'll be fine to keep I won't have that fear of growth. I think it's important that you and the team always shares a beer, goes yep. to the golf, yep. does all these little things, because, yep. and then you don't necessarily talk shop. No. I think it's important that you actually yep. just get to know each other so then yep. you will have each other's back. Exactly. And I think you growing and you not have or having to face that fear yep. is a result of your team. Yep. Your team's going to see what you're trying to build and then vice versa. Yeah. You're going to instill yep. that in them. And what I've noticed, I don't take part of many coffee breaks anymore, but like what I've noticed is say if we're on a house and they have coffee, I got a plumber there, a heating guy. Well, during that 15, 20 minute coffee break, they're talking about unit up the road. They're talking about this. They're talking about what went wrong on the last one. How do we fix it? It's because what I find with my group of guys is we're all here for the same cause. We're not here to, well, that plumber's pipes in the way of the heating duct saws all, I don't care. <laughs> Keep going forward. Like where, where we all know each other, we all work together Right. where it's like, Hey, can you come meet me on lot? So-and-so for Matt, we got to work, worry about this pipe. Yeah. So then, see on the big, bigger, bigger oh. subdivisions that happens all the time. Cause it's, it's not even nobody, a thought. Nobody, nobody it, just, it just happens. It just man. happens. Okay. Cause there is no, common goal between any other and yeah. they're not buddies they're not having yeah. a beer they're just going yeah. they show up to site and yeah they got to park a kilometer down the road there's no loyalty no, right because no. the, the the next uh development yeah the builder's gonna put it out to tender and yeah. he's taking the cheapest guy he's gonna look at the numbers right. it's all yeah. it's not yeah. the person yeah exactly and you're looking at the people yeah and that's how you stay humble yeah, yeah. So he's got builders and brew east. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's got going on. Yeah, it's Just, good to hear how, how you know yeah. everybody starts out and yep. you know because probably most of us have started yeah. like that. I mean, I didn't have a father that yeah. was a carpenter, but you know I had a, a dad that was good at everything because he had to be back then. You know, and he was uh, you know he was one that would push push you to do it right yeah. i'm curious matt your dad's a carpenter what yeah. kind of tool brand is he dewalt he's all dewalt yeah and then what did you become we're all dewalt oh uh, funny how that generational happened i'm surprised that your dad's dewalt Just, are you i'm not i'm not because, no but I'm it's not. on it's on the availability of product like right. where, where, yeah, where we're located there's a little shop in the middle of nowhere and it, you drive by it and you 
think it's a little hardware store until you open the front doors and you're like, it's just DeWalt. <laughs> it's heaven. It's heaven. They're probably one of the biggest DeWalt dealers in, in Ontario for sure. Cause they sell it to all the Mennonites. Mennonites are all DeWalt. Like when they're building their barn, when they're building their barn. Hang on a sec. Like, all the Mennonites are all DeWalt? Oh yeah. They are love, they really? Oh yeah. You should see this place. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm still visualizing that. Screw it, sheet steel down, just two guns at a time, just give her. <laughs> so no, but that's just it. This is what this little store got to be as a supplier. They do sell Milwaukee and stuff, but it's a lot of DeWalt. But then, so the whole crew came in, and they're all DeWalt as well, too. Like my guys. Yeah, your guys. Most of them are. Yeah, DeWalt. Who's they, the who's the odd man? Is anybody the, there? The Makita. New, the new kid brought in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. Which, that's what he sort of grew up with. And I actually have two of my younger generations are both Milwaukee. I guess maybe that's, if they buy from the local store, that's what they're getting. I'm not too sure. But I'm not on the tools as much anymore. A battery in my drill lasts me a long time. <laughs> <laughs> What's the age bracket on your crew? How's the youngest or the oldest? So my oldest would be 45 and my youngest would be 19. You got a kid. Yeah. So, and how is the kid? really good like everybody's complaining there's no one out there kids are useless these days they're not i picked up a kid and he might not be as fast as my experienced guys but he shows up every day and he, on time I, on time i find kids nowadays are a bit more t uh, timid before kids would show up full of piss and vinegar and then the builder would have to maybe take them down a notch where kids coming in now i find yeah are a bit more timid this kid comes to work every single day. He might not be the one grabbing the shovel, but if you tell him, hey, can you dig that out? He grabs the shovel, good to go. He doesn't, I guess, I, I feel kids are maybe more afraid of screwing up, so they don't want to go in there thinking this Ahead. is what's supposed to be done. They'd yeah. rather be told, okay, this is what's going to happen. They don't want to take the initiative? They don't, yeah, maybe don't want to take the initiative of a f to be a f to fail. That's right. what I'm kind of. I know, but we learn from failures, right? Yeah, these kids don't understand that. No, I think. I mean, if there's, I mean, there's always complaints about yeah. the kids, but I think you know, if I had to narrow it down, I would just yeah. say drive. That's yeah. all. It's just, yep. you know, you don't see it as much. No, right? like, but I think you got yeah. Like if you got a kid that shows up every morning at yeah. the right time, you've exactly. got gold. you got half the buy. Yeah. Exactly, and that's yeah, right. what I. We might not be sending him out there to hand stick a roof, but someday we will. But for now, he's good at doing the jobs that we need him to do at the laborer first year apprentice level. So yeah. did he go to school? He signed up. So I've got three other guys ahead of him that are in school. And then, uh, yeah, one's going next week. And then basically, yeah, I'm going to have four guys through the system. And where will they go? Conestoga? Uh, Fanshawe to London. Oh, that's closer, where, right? Closer. So one kid will come to Conestoga because he's, yeah, 25 minutes from Kitchener. But, yeah. But, I mean, so, at the rate of things, you're yeah. going to need all four kids. Yeah. And more. Yeah. And the way I try to tell them, like, when I hire them is, like, I've got long, if you work out, there's long-term plans. Like, as in, someday they'll be their own site super of a site, not yeah. a laborer. Are you finding that a lot of these employees are wanting to be the employer sooner than they really need to be? Well, the one kid that just got hired, he told me his 10-year plan is to become his own boss. You just take that with respect because we all came from somewhere. And then uh, you get a lot of employers that are, are kind of deterred by that because they're like, okay, fine, I'll teach you for the next 10 yeah. years and then you're going to leave me. Yeah. And then where's where that? I yeah. don't get deterred by that. Like, 
if I had a guy that come to me and says his next in three years, he wants to start his own company. I want to use this kid for the next three years. And then when he's done, Hey, I got a deck for you to build. Can you like, if you're slow, can you don't ever leave a job or let an employee leave on bad terms because we're always going to need them. You're going to cross paths. Yeah. Always build a relationship. I had one kid that started for me, young guy. He didn't like where he was working. Thought he'd come try it with me. Got a work van, everything set him up well. But then his old boss called him back and gave him like eight to $10 an hour raise. And he comes, he goes, Matt, this is what he offered. I said, you got to take it. I yeah. said, I can't give you that. I said, but if it's, if you're still not happy after your two months there, don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call me back. Like Good for you. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you got to let these, I mean, I've never said anything to like to any of our guys or even as I was, as, as, as building the, uh, the business, if somebody would, yeah, you almost got to have it in your head that, you know, they're going to go. It's just a matter of when, because you and were, how you were that guy. Yeah. So how yeah. can you say no to yeah, that guy? Exactly. Right. We all and, started. And, right. And, and you, and you got the right attitude that where, if he's going to go, yeah. then always keep him here that, you know, cause yeah. he, and, and, and I've done this to many of them that have left and went on their own. And then I say, look, if there's, if I, if there's work that I can't do, I'll give it to you and you can, yeah, you know, exactly, you know, and, and I see, I just had a guy that just called me back that worked for me and went on his own. He just called me last week. He says, if there's anything, you know, let me know. Yeah. That's, that's what a lot of these other kids though, that are not realizing right? that, I mean, we, we get satisfaction from actually being a part of shaping their future. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's part of the reason why we do the podcast is that we get a lot of people reaching out and we shape their future. We right. contribute. We give them some help advice. Them. Yeah. Yep. We help them. Right. It's the same thing on the job site. Yep. If you got a kid, don't leave on bad terms. Yeah. Yep. Like, listen, sure. You got another job opportunity. It's more money. I can't pay you that. Yep. But please go. But if it yep. doesn't work out, that's what yep. I respect that you said that, Matt. Yep. Please give me a call. Don't be afraid to like, drop me a line because I will take you back. Yeah. yeah or right. I've had people that start for me, give me their say, hey, I can start in two weeks. That calls me two hours later. Yeah, so I could start tomorrow because my boss just said, nope, you're out of here type thing. And I was like, that's not the way to really leave a... That's really bad on him to do that. That's what I thought. But, yeah. but the boss. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, boss. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'll use you tomorrow. That's fine. Come yeah. on over. Well, those are the other guys. Yeah. Because now you've right. just pissed them off and yeah. you're like, I'm, I'm going to go where, elsewhere. Well, get out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, my workforce is yeah, really well and... Does the wife work on the business too, as well? Uh, yeah, she. Uh, she she's the real me. boss. She's the <laughs> real she boss. She helps me with payroll, but then in the same sense, like there's times where she'll go out and fill nail holes for the painter and do stuff like that. Cause yeah, she's got drive and it's awesome. Like she's she's not the one going out buying Gucci purses and stuff like that. Uh, she, she's a she wants, she wants to <laughs> yeah basically yeah I've, I'm starting to teach her to do more of the finance type of thing and. With young kids, it's hard to be like, hey, why don't you go work in the office for 30 hours a week where it's now we got young kids at home. It's nice to be like. That's the tougher job, man. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> if you got a couple hours when our son's sleeping, can you do payroll? Yep. Do that type of stuff. And and then, too, like she loves getting out there. Yeah. Like even filling nail holes with Dax. Like she loves that stuff. So I'm assuming that you got to deal with Tarion. Yeah. How's that? Tarion, I like him. And I hate them. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that part. They got, I love their purpose, but I really find 
like their online portals and systems, I get so confused to be like, how many homes do I have enrolled? How many more can I enroll? Because it's probably easy for a big track builder that has 200 in there. But like when I'm a guy that only gets allowed 20 to 30 builds a year through Terry on then it's like, I don't know where I'm at or how much money of mine they have or what deposits goes where. And I'd love to sit down sometime with somebody from Terry and be like, okay, how do we make your online portal easier to have you asked them? Not yet. I'm just trying to get through the next couple months and then I'm going to reach out to a few people I knew, know just to be like, or maybe there's a crash course for a guy like me to, that they can teach me some stuff. But for all in all, like I've had to call them about a few questions and they've answered it well, like, because I sometimes customers feel like they're entitled to a bit more than what is allotted. And I just wanted to clear up the air a bit on some certain issues and there they called me back right away. And I do have a, I do feel there is a purpose for them. And I do like their organization, just a little flaws on the technical side and a few things like that, that's harder to work through. So do they lean to the customer side or no, they lean towards my side on it. Yeah. Just, we had a bit of an issue and the customer didn't fill out the right paperwork or didn't fill out. Yeah. Their 30 day form or their one year form or whatever. And just, yeah, all of a sudden then Terry on's like, no, it's not a warranty item because they never submitted it to you. And then I had it at another time where we put a discharge, like a sump pump discharge outside of a house. And then it kind of flooded the basement just because it was winter, this and that it wasn't a bad flood or anything, not like, but uh, they went to Terry on on it, but then, Terry on came back and said, no, Matt's only, only liable till the outside of the concrete face. How that water is, how that water is directed. directed after, after that is on the homeowner, which was good. Sort of came in from my end. So trying to maneuver two through them because they've broken into two groups now. And I found that a bit confusing. What do you mean? I'm not uh, familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, That's the Ontario HRCA or something. Yes. Yeah. So like basically, and I don't even, I really don't even know. Basically one company takes care of how you enroll and the other one does warranty and stuff like that. Just because there was a lot of like media about Terry on doing wrongdoing. So they just figured they split it and keep it all in the up and up. So the same thing, I listened to a few webinars on it and I was still confused. So yeah, that's what I find with these organizations yeah. for people that are not familiar or from this yeah. area. Like this yep. is a home warranty program, mm-hmm. but why not simplify it? Why not just make it really, really simple? Yeah. Black and white kind of thing. But they probably have to make it a bit more technical with because of the bigger builders and they basically, yeah, stuff. Like or that. have a different tier group. Yeah, then. exactly. So you get the one yeah. to the 25 or whatever, yeah. and then you get the high rise. You get yeah. a lot of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And what I found with like with Terry on too is, it's a great organization if you got a lot of money, like a big track builder, then your deposit structure is zero where I don't have big money behind me. I so don't what have would be your my every house? 15,000. Per house? Per house. Sits you, there at, for how long? Two a years? Year, a year. A year, huh? Yeah. That's a lot. That's yeah. a big float. It is. For a small guy. Exactly. And so, technically speaking, you are a small guy. Yeah, yeah so, that's a big float, man. So it's... Every year it's getting a little bit better, but like the first, let's say like four years ago, it was all of a sudden Terry on had 200,000 of mine and I might only made 150 that year. Right. And just like, and I get it. They, I knew that so they a little got bit a, like a mafia, a little bit or something. It's just like, <laughs> like, and that's, that's, I, I get what, what, when you go on their website and look, yeah, it will never say that amount of money. No. 
says like 1500 bucks yeah 1600 bucks if you do this yeah it's all about your <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all about your reputation this and that and i'm like okay i've built probably 50 or 60 homes through terry on and i don't even have anything other than a 30-day form like that reputation so right you there, got no stains against you no man. nothing nothing but so that means you should be a high priority I good guy yeah and i might i i think my i should be almost at zero but they're saying because I don't have a huge net worth to fund a 40 or a 30 build project. But I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't have a net worth, but. Oh, hang on a sec. So then basically what it says is that if they're assuming you're going to go belly up, yeah. they'll keep all that money yeah. and we're going to charge you more to get a bigger amount. Yeah. yeah is that correct? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's mafia. Like, that's just like, like I don't you understand. Have, you have to show them all your personal oh, personal yeah everything all your net worth that's statements. enema mafia yeah <laughs> but like like my bank like the structure i use to finance my bills is through my bank so it's and the way it works with my bank is they don't overextend so they only lend up on 70 percent of the construction completion so like at any given time if i go say if i go bankrupt halfway through next year any bill that's out there is already covered because i've only got 70 percent of it borrowed but then Terryon looks at it like I should almost have almost four million or six million in net worth just to carry these. It's like these are all new rules. No, they've no, always been. It's always been like this. Yeah. It's been the problem. But like a lot of these bigger track builder companies, some of the people on the, the directors list might be a high end law firms. High like where all of a sudden it might not be hard to show that you got twenty million dollars sitting to fund these projects, so then they don't need a deposit. Wow. So little hoops like that that I've really learned because the way we built with my dad, we never did tarry on. So this is all self-learning. It was all, this is a lot of reading, a lot of mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. Of course. <laughs> so, of course, man. Yep. Matt, did we cover everything? Well, that's, that's a good chunk of my uh I don't know if we so missed far. anything, man. I don't know. When are you going to finally build your fer your forever home? won't be for a while the wife's got to be knocking on that door uh, no she loves where we are too oh yeah yeah oh, yeah we've thought about relocating my house we've thought about tearing the roof off and going up i was just gonna say well, you got a nice <laughs> lot just... and that's just it but then again i'm the type i want to put a bit of money in our backyard spend all our winter outside or summer outside spend our winters at the arenas ski hills and then you don't really need a big house just a space to stay and do got homework. a pool that's if it's next. up to me, if it's up to me, it's next year. But uh, I think my wife wants to go up, so it's our it's the battle at home right now. But but to try to book a pool guy. Oh, you can. No, good I luck next year for sure. If, the guy if I, longer. End of next year. The guy I called, I gave him a deposit last year just for mail of twenty twenty two. So he was two years out, and Crazy. we don't even know what we're putting in yet. We almost need like a backyard specialist just to be like, this is what you're doing. <laughs> So are the, are the lodge tree? Do you have like no? We no, put one one little sapling on the front lawn. And, <laughs> but so it, if you're there it, another sixty years, yeah. you'll finally get a tree. But, uh, get some shade. So me and my realtor, we bought a chunk of land in where we're from, and we're gonna within the next few years put up two or three semis and a just as rental units. And on that property, there's a tree that's got to have like a four, six or eight inch diameter, and we want to. I want to spade it and move it across town to where we are. That way I got the biggest tree on the yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so, Matt. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much, man. It's been a pleasure. We got one yeah. last segment to do, so I just want to reach out, shout out again. Yep. Feeny Design Build, FeenyDesignBuild.com on the website, and then reach Matt at Matt at FeenyDesign.com. And I'm assuming that you are looking employees. Yep, I'm looking. I'm always looking for employees. Okay, so if I, anybody's I, from here or yeah. anybody's from Toronto and they want to relocate, yeah. reach I, out to them. Yeah. And you're on, you're on Instagram at Feeny Design Build, right? Yes. On Facebook as well too. Facebook as well. Yeah. Anywhere Feeny, else? Feeny, that's it. How are your employees with the social media? Uh, they don't really do much with it. Quite frankly, I don't do much with it. I used to do all my socials, but if you take, if you go back like 30 pictures on my social media, all my pictures were of a foundation out of the side of my truck and you'll have a mirror and the support <laughs> bar of the truck, take a picture. But then uh, through our local organization or our home builders organization in Stratford, we, we created like a corporate membership and with that, we get a social media expert. She takes care of all our social. You might know her, Jim. Melissa. I know it. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. who she is. She's, she's awesome. She'll, she is. She, great. And yeah. she did some with it. What she call herself? M- M2S, MS2 Productions. MS2 Productions, yeah. But like with this package, I think the package was five grand. She does all your socials. She does two promotional videos. Plus you get like golf force. Yeah. Like it's a good package and like the people she gets hired to do these promo videos is like i think the video i did almost got thirteen thousand views in the first three weeks just she did the um when i did the owens corning when when i oh, did, she my did that video yeah. she did it all yeah oh really yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah. so that package gives you for how long of a period of time that she's one year one year yeah so wow to me, I, I look at it I don't have, like, that's the only advertising I do for $5,000 a year. Have you been able to quantify it? Have you gotten leads and everything from I, it? I've got, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't say leads so much, but a lot of talk. Every Good. time I see somebody. It's all branded. Yeah, exactly. It's all about branding. Yeah. It's all about keeping that logo in people's heads. Yes. So. She yeah. was one of the first speakers we had at the round table. The round table? Yeah. Yeah. So she came for probably oh, very good four for years. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa. Melissa, yeah. Melissa's her name. Yeah. Oh, we'll do a shout out. We'll get yeah. that on the on the copy part yeah. of it, man. So, what's the company again? You guys remember? MS Two Productions. MS Two Productions. Yeah. I knew who, as soon as you yeah. said Stratford, I knew yeah. who it was because yeah. you see Stratford um, builders all the time on Instagram. On our Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So she's yeah she's our she's part she's a paid employee through our our uh, Stratford Builders organization. And she does live now yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. She's done a really good spin on it, so it's helped us. Because I wouldn't be able to try to put together what she does. And but that's not where your focus is, right? No, and that's no. the thing about it. I mean, if, if we got an accounting problem, we yeah. go to our accountant, yeah, exactly. doctor, exactly. everything, and we go to builder. Yeah. So if, if it's social media, you speak yeah. to a social media. 12 questions here, man. Yes. Ready? You know these questions. Yeah. But everyone always says they're nervous about answering oh, these questions no. in person. It's not like Family Feud or yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Survey? <laughs> Survey says. What is your favorite construction word, Matt? Oh, I did have a fair construction word would be like quality. Like people like the quality. What is your least favorite construction word? Least favorite construction word would be uh, infraction or just something along those lines. Hack. Hack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what turns you on in construction? Seeing the finished product and then just, um, yeah, just watching a house get framed up. What turns you off in construction? Mass coffee cups on the ground. Just bugs oh, me. I, 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 it's it's easily it's a problem that you. I, I, am I the only human being on a construction site that if I finish a coffee cup, I yeah. actually chuck it out into the right exactly. container? That's what I say to guys. Or do I just leave it around, no. lean, and it's got yeah. a little bit in it, and it spills Why over? Why is there 
four garbage cans yeah. Yeah. with yeah. every coffee cup around it, but not in it. Exactly. It drives you crazy. What is your favorite curse word or phrase? What the heck? <laughs> I, deal, I deal with the customers a lot. I can't drop f bombs. <laughs> what is your favorite car, truck, bike, or vehicle? I'm a simple, just a GMC Denali, or yeah, nice, yeah. Not a Ford, not a Dodge. No, no. never. GMC Denali, no. What does Dad drive? Work van, Ford work van. Oh, I he's do. got a Transit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do drive. I do own a Dodge. I do own Fords, but just because. They were white and they were available to purchase at the time I needed one. So, <laughs> good luck on now, eh? yeah. Nobody's got anything. No, I know. What is your least favorite car, truck, or bike or vehicle? I might lose some listeners on this, but Hummers. I'm not a. Oh, I hate Hummers. Oh, Hummer. Oh, yeah. I can't stand yeah, Hummers, yeah. man. Hummers are the most yeah. useless vehicle ever designed, ever yeah. brought onto the market. Just I seen one when I was coming through Stratford on my way here. I was like, completely yeah. useless. You know, yeah. what? I think it's just screams attitude man yeah like it, the old school military hummers were awesome but like when they were become affordable that everybody they were just too boxy the nail in the coffin for me on a hummer was when i watched the documentary who killed the electric car yeah and gm at the moment had a decision either pump money into yeah. the electric car or the hummer and they chose hummer yeah, yeah. and history repeats yeah okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love i love pass air pass loads just smacking walls together yeah yeah a lot of guys are switching to battery though man yeah you can't take it i don't know and i i am i getting older because those things are getting heavy the one guy that works for me just brought in a milwaukee yeah milwaukee and and he and he boiled the the brick from the mason to put it on for charging purposes i I provide them with air pass loads or with yeah with gas pass loads i don't know why but but whatever that's the go-to and yeah. then the second one i think is attache air yeah right that's yeah. the go-to for yeah. a typical framer that yeah. i trust right yeah, everybody yeah. loves the attache yeah. yeah coil right coil yeah yeah uh what construction sound or noise do you hate oh i hate when the sound of an excavator hitting a high pressure gas line <laughs> <laughs> that through experience <laughs> through experience all i hear is a hissing and cha-ching 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 oh, <laughs> I know, that hurts. A couple eh? years ago, I had my plumber calls me. We were digging a house foundation. He goes, Matt. I said, yeah, sure. Did you get locates for this lot? I said, no. Should I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's a little more. It's louder. Than, it's scary, oh, it's, man. Yeah. It's scary. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, I, so I've done this job as all through high school, but dairy farming. Because dairy farming is a job where it's all about passion. Like, your passion for the animals, your passion for your, your farm. If I wasn't a carpenter, I'd probably be working on deer. You always tend to, like, because your animals, you keep around for 10, 12, 15 years. So, like, it's just the passion of what these farmers do. So. I love that. What profession would you not like to do ever? Anything with a jackhammer. <laughs> like, I had a buddy once do bridge restoration where he was jackhammering overhead for a whole summer. Like, that's oh. just my shoulders hurt thinking about that. Hydraulic yeah. jackhammer, yeah. right? That'd be oh, new shoulders oh, for sure. And the final question if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates, Matt? About time. Jim needs a hand over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that that's one. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. 
thank you so much, man. I'm so glad that we did this and we got out here. And, and Larry's responsible for coordinating all this and yep. getting it out yep. here. And I know, thank you, like giving up some time on Saturday yep. oh, to yeah. sit down and talk to us, man. Yep. So, guys, reach out to him and check him out. On, and and uh, at uh, the website, it's uh, finneydesignbuild.com. Yep. His email is matt at finneydesign.com. And then on Instagram, it's finneydesignbuilt yep. on Facebook and IG, man. Yep. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks nope, so much for being good. on the show. Yeah, Thanks. really great meeting you, man. Oh, that was good. We are out of here. We got one more to do today, and then we'll figure it out from there. But lunch break now. Sounds got a good. manja, manja, manja. manja. <laughs>